Lead me to some soul today. Oh, Welcome, everyone, to uh, episode number nine of a series of episodes that we're calling Leading Others to Christ. During these episodes, we will be focusing on evangelism. That's, that, and this is one of our many goals here with this project, but one of our goals is to stir us up to love and good works, uh, especially in the area of reaching our family or friends or neighbors with the gospel of Christ. My name is Dan Barker. I preach for the Creekside Church of Christ in Franklin, Indiana, where I also serve as one of the shepherds. Those of you that know me, you know that I'm passionate about evangelism. I have been ever since I obeyed the gospel when I was 21 years old, and I'm sure everybody knows where Owensboro, Kentucky is. But uh, so when I was 21, and I've always been striving to, and I'm going to use some phrases from scripture, but I've always strived to uh, to teach others, to sow the seed, uh, to be to fish for men and women, to make disciples, to persuade men and women, uh, and to teach others how to teach, uh, especially with my teaching background. But I always remember what Paul told Timothy in 2 Timothy 2.2, 2, and the things you've heard from me among many witnesses, commit these to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. So I came up with this idea of uh, to identify Christians, men and women, fellow workers, if you will, who are doing this, who are reaching uh, others and leading others to Christ. And once we've identified them, to interview them. And so we, we want to learn more about them. We want to uh, learn who they are. Why are they motivated to lead others to Christ? How are they doing their work? And where are they currently working and a lot of other things around that. So we're so excited today to have with us someone we can, uh, we're all going to learn a lot from. So get out your paper and your pen and get ready to take some notes. Uh, our guest today is Carrie Keenan. Welcome, Carrie. Thanks for having me, Dan. Yes, sir. Um, Carrie works with the Temple Terrace Church of Christ in uh, Temple Terrace, Florida, which is close to Tampa. And uh, we're so thankful that you took this time today and agreed to, uh, to do this interview with us. So, so again, welcome. It's kind of interesting, uh, just real fast, we, we don't have that much time, as you know, but Carrie and I also have a sports background, so we have a lot of things we could talk about, uh, both as players and, and coaches, college coaches. And In fact, he was the, uh, the national championship coach uh, uh, in baseball at Florida College when he was coaching there a few years ago, twice, twice were national champs. But why don't we start here, uh, Carrie? Let's start out with, uh, tell everybody that, a little bit about you, where you're from, and uh, a little bit, a bit about Carrie. So uh, kind of bring us up to date. All right. I, um, I, I grew up as a Catholic and um, was 24 years old playing uh, baseball in the minor leagues with the Texas Rangers. And uh, my teammate, my one teammate was a Christian. And um, I, I want to say this too. He was a Christian maybe a little over a year, Dan. You know? Wow. wow. But, uh, but when I saw him, I saw something different <laughs> than, uh, than the rest of my teammates and especially myself. Uh, but he, he, had a, uh, he had a way about him where he was living as a Christian, and I had never seen that before. <laughs> you know? So uh, as, he, as he lived, 
uh, there, you know, you, minor league baseball, you're traveling together. It's one family for the summer, <laughs> you know. So I got to know him. He invited me to Bible classes, and uh, I, I was amazed as we started to, to learn, you know, that you can understand the Bible, you know. And uh, so uh, I became a Christian at 24, uh, had a lot of ground to make up <laughs> because I hadn't uh, much Bible background, but what I was doing was trying to learn uh, what I had just been taught, to simplify it, to break it down, to, to you know, show the unity of that whole Bible picture, you know, and, uh, and to simplify it where I could explain it to others. And that's what I'm still trying to do, I guess, here 40 years later. Uh, I'm trying to get it in my head, <laughs> you know, uh, in a way that I can simplify it and just show that picture, you know, that that uh, big picture of the Bible, that uh, that full, uh, that continuous story from Genesis through. So that's what I've been trying to do. It's been 40 years in August, it'll be. And about half of that time, I, uh, I've i been supported to teach and preach. But the other 20, I was preparing and I was you know, self-supported and I was doing that you know, very thing. I was trying to uh, prepare and to teach. So um, about, again, about half the time I was uh, supported. Uh, I've been um, uh, working full-time uh, in Romania. I was there for three years. Uh, Brother Sul Hall in the church at Embry Hills there in Atlanta asked me to go to Romania. And, and uh, no one else could go at this time. And, and I thought, well, I, nobody else, I can, I can do uh, I can help if no one else is there. So we went, three years changed our lives there. My wife and I, we had an 11-month-old son. Uh, we went, uh, uh, came back and uh, worked at the college, coached some more at the college. Uh, we left the college to go to Romania. Came back and um, uh, from there, again, about eight years there. And then I was asked, would you consider going up to Toronto, Canada? Uh, the a church there where, where Bruce Hall had been, uh, he, he unexpectedly passed away uh, there, and, and Bill Hall asked me, you know, would you consider going and helping with his work that Bruce was so involved in? And we, we went up and met the brethren there and the preacher that was there uh, working. There was about 25 baby Christians there. <laughs> and so we spent two years there helping. and came back. The, the church here at Temple Terrace asked us to come back. They were moving from the old building uh, here. Uh, where we were, we had no room to grow, and they built this building, and they they were all kind of uh, visitors, and and all, and they said, "Can you come back and help us to you know get the evangelism program uh, organized and, and going?" The, the elders had been working on it for for years before this move. There's a lot of planning, so I've been here about 14 years. So uh, about 20, uh, uh, 19 of those 40 years have been working full-time, but again, the other time I was <laughs> trying to do what I could is teaching and, and uh, others the gospel. Well, uh, thanks for sharing that, and uh, I learned a couple of things there that I don't think I knew, but uh, it's always, I, I, love to, I love to hear people's stories. You know, I think, I think we don't do that enough. I mean, if you think about scripture, I mean, think about the Apostle Paul and how much we know about his past, right, of, of his education, where he went to school, if you will. Who is Gamaliel, his teacher, and and, and just uh, and others that we could talk about, but I think that helps us uh, understand it and realize 
that there's other people out there like us that have similar backgrounds that are interested in spiritual things too. And uh, but yeah, uh, Romania and Canada. You're you're from Pittsburgh originally. Originally from Pittsburgh. Yeah, and 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 now in uh, back in uh, Temple Terrace. And uh, so tell us. Uh, I, I don't know. Tell why are you? I, I, this was really I was going to have it toward the end, but I want to ask it now. Why are you so motivated to do what you're doing? Why are you involved in evangelism, Carrie? Then you and I talked a little bit yesterday. Uh, we we were converted out of the world, and uh, to have that perspective, to to look in, to see the truth for the first time, to 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 understand it. You, you've tried to read the Bible, you've tried to understand, it, but no one has showed you it all fits together. It all ties together. It's one story. It's all pointing to Christ, you know? So, so uh, when you see that and and you think 24 years, no one showed me that. No one, no one helped me to see. It's, it's easy to see once once someone helps you. So I I decided right there, uh, you know, 24 years old, Hey, I'm going to try my best to, to try to understand this so I can teach it. And, you know, and again, simplify it so so others can can see that. Because once you once you uh, introduce them to that, and they got a foundation and some framework, everything they study after that is going to tack up onto that. You got to get that foundation and framework up before you put the drywall and the sheetrock up. You know? yeah. So so we're trying to get that foundation laid and that, that framework up, and then they'll they'll take it. They'll study on their own from there. You know. Uh, we're just we're just trying to get them to see that and and as we, as you and I both know uh, what a it just opens up everything and and I said that's what I want to do while I was working full time and trying to do this I was you're limited you know yes but but if you're doing that kind of work and and you're trying to teach doors are going to open. And opportunities will be there. You know, that's, that's for sure. Well, I, that, that's, that's so true. And I know uh, you, you told us a little bit about Temple Terrace uh, Church there. And uh, I think you said there, uh, when we were talking yesterday, I think you said they've grown from, I remember when we were down in that area, it was a real small group. And then you said they got up around 350 and then they moved down the road. And, and now you have what, close to 600. And, um, but, but one of the things that I know that you work really hard on there with a group, and I, I think you call it congregational evangelism. Yes, sir. Tell, would you explain to the listeners what that means to you and how they can learn from that? Well, again, uh, in, in the old building, we had about 350 folks, and, and we, we, were do, trying to do, we were doing evangelism, <laughs> but we, we couldn't grow. We couldn't fit any more people in the building. But but they they built the, the the elders had a vision and they projected that vision and and they said this is all in this plan we we want to continue uh, evangelism and and make room for for those who might become so the, again there's uh, we're over five hundred you know somewhere closer uh, in the middle between six hundred and and we've grown but. Uh, the, what their vision was is to help everyone to see you have a part in this. It's not, we're going to bring one or two guys in and they're the hired guns and they're going to do the work. You know, it was our, our goal here is to help every member who is willing 
you know, you can't force it. But every member who's willing to get them involved, to, to, to show them there, there's, you have a part in this work. We, we teach a, a class, Congregational Evangelism. Uh, your part, your place in this work, the, you know, the work of the church is to preach the gospel. And, and you have a part in this as a member of this congregation. And that's been our mindset for almost 20 years now. I've been, you know, 15, 14 years here. Uh, that's our mindset, to help everybody to see they have a part in this work here. Well, it's, uh, uh, and I know that uh, you were talking about it, the studies that you have, and because of the members that are involved, of how many of them are uh, setting up, they have confidence, you, you mentioned this, they have confidence in you and the others there uh, that are doing this, and they bring uh, leads to you and, and even set up studies where you can follow up with them, which is huge, right? For, yeah, for, and, and, you know, me, uh, there's a several retired preachers here also. Jim King preached and, you know, fully supported and, and no support. He was working, you know, making tents. Uh, John Underwood, the same thing from West Virginia area. Jim preached in New York and Indiana. There's a, there's a, Jerry Finley has passed away now, but Jerry was very involved. And, hey, the brethren here know, if I asked this neighbor of mine, if I asked this coworker, of mine, would you like to study the Bible? If they aren't confident right now to do that, they know they have backup. <laughs> you know, we'll we'll lead that study, we'll co-teach that study with them, we'll we'll provide materials if they need it. We'll any any way we you know we're going to help them in any of those ways. And the you know the uh, the, the the brother now know that, and and they have confidence to ask. And, and again, anybody asks me, my, my co-worker wants to study, Carrie. I say, okay, when are we going to do that? Yes, yes, Tell me, yes. when, when's your schedule free? Connect with him and find out, and I'll make my schedule fit. Yeah, that's what I tell. So they're involved. You know, the, the one that invites is involved. We're, we're trying to help you know, everyone to be involved as they can be and develop. Uh, yeah, that's such a, that's such a, a, I think that's such a key component of it too, but Again, trying to uh, to get everybody fired up again or on on fire for the first time or uh, to realize what all we can do in all of the things that were that perhaps and I have to be careful how I say it, but of what I'm not doing individually or what somebody else is not doing, or maybe I don't understand my responsibility or even congregations that are just all focused inwardly and they're not they're not reaching out to people in the community uh, I think they've uh, They've either lost their way or, or never understood their purpose in the first place. Yeah. But don't you agree? I mean, that's just, that just goes on. Yes. And, and then, I, you know, we, we have like a, 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 that class is formulated off of a, a, a cycle, a cycle uh, that, that you can see in evangelism. You can see in the, the Bible picture. But, you know, the first one is helping them to realize if you are a faithful Christian and you're living your life, as a faithful Christian, you're already teaching. You're shining your light. <laughs> you know, your light shining. Now, uh, you, you may not have confidence to, to do it, but just live as a Christian. And then uh, salt, not just light. Light doesn't even know it's having an effect sometimes. 
way off in the distance. But salt has to have contact, <laughs> you know, yes, and we're right. salt and light. And so reach out, touch, uh, you know, put that invitation out there. You know them. You've played Little League ball with them. You you uh, are band members. You know, the your kids are band members together. You know, all the different connections we have. Reach out and touch them. And then there's once they come here for the worship for the Bible stuff, you got to help connect them, help them welcome them, make them feel comfortable, and then connect them with the Word, connect them with the Lord. All right, that's the teaching part of that. And then, see, that's the, the cycle of evangelism. Sometimes we stop thinking about it there, but then there's the envelopment into the flock. You know, they've got to be uh, brought into the flock. They've got to find their place in this work. And then there's the mentoring them into leadership. That, that's the five components of our, of our um, congregational evangelism class. And, and that is mentoring by the, by the leaders, you know, the elders, the deacons, and others, and uh, bringing them to your, I hear you quoted every time, 2 Timothy 2.2. You know, those four generations listed there, Paul, uh, Timothy, uh, faithful men who they will teach. You know, yes. four generations of Christians there. It's a, it's a cycle. And, and that's what we try to show them. If you're going to have an evangelistic program, you're going to have a continuous, uh, you know, perpetual cycle that continues. So shine, be light, salt, contact, reach out, and invite, and then they'll come and we'll teach connect them with the lord connect them with his word and then they're baptized <laughs> again you're halfway through the cycle yes. then we've got to break, help them find their place in our the work of the church to teach the gospel they have a place and we we try to help them to see that and then mentor those ones who are willing into leadership in in these roles that that's the that's what we're trying to do uh, I mean, everybody's trying to do that. Yes. But we try to show our new Christians and, and uh, the others, uh, younger Christians, this is our plan long-term, <laughs> you know, uh, perpetual cycle. You know, just the, uh, yeah, just the, uh, just to be able to listen to you and, and, and explain what you guys do there. Again, I'm so, I'm, I'm proud of you and, and uh, I guess it's okay to say that. I'm proud of you. But, uh, and the others there that, that see this and recognize the, the importance of the work. And I know uh, when we were talking, uh, I think it was yesterday, you told a great story about one of your classes. You put up pictures. Uh, one of them was you and, and uh, five, I think it's five deacons there, and it took, put up pictures of what they used to look like years ago and yeah. showed it to them. Would you share that real quick? Well, when, in this congregational evangelism class, uh, one of the components is uh, don't overlook anyone. You know, we look in the book of Luke how Jesus didn't overlook anybody. The women, the children, the Pharisees, the, uh, the Samaritans. You know, we saw how Jesus didn't overlook. Others overlooked them. What are you eating with these scum for? <laughs> you know, and, and Luke 15, here's why. You know, the three parables in Luke 15, he tells Pharisees. Well, uh, we, we were talking about that. That's one of the components of this evangelism cycle. Uh, don't judge anybody until you've given them a chance. I put five pictures up on the screen and no one knew who they were. And I said, do these guys look like candidates for the gospel? And, and I got the raggediest picture of five of us who had been come out of the world, you know, <laughs> they didn't know who they were. And then I said, well, actually these are five of your deacons. 
<laughs> and and they still didn't know who they were. I had a show. Well, a couple they recognized, but I had to show them uh, who they were. That's that's just so good. And uh, but yeah, the the uh, don't overlook anyone. How powerful is that thought? Uh, uh, because sometimes we just pass by so many people and either knowingly or unknowingly uh, determine that they're not worthy or something. Yeah. And uh, we just have to be so careful. Guess what? I've just give, been given my five minute warning. Can you believe that already? And so, Carrie, I know uh, you shared one story, and I think your story about your teammate there, how he lit, how his light shined on you uh, while you were in the minor leagues. I think that's a great one. But you shared one story with me yesterday about a young lady that came, and, and you might have others. But would you share with us a story, the, the lady that, that uh, and then brought the two Marines? I don't know if that's the one you want to tell. Yeah, yeah. But, but that's, that's a good one. Would you share that real quick? A young lady was baptized about two years ago. And Arielle was, um, she's a teacher up in, um, in Pasco County, just north of here. And uh, she is just a ball of fire. She's just, just as busy as you can be, but she has, always has time for the gospel, you know, and, and reaching out. So uh, about a year ago, uh, she asked, uh, you know, can I bring my friends? And, and these were two ex-Marines, a husband and a wife with two beautiful young children. And Tim... And, and Sarah uh, were baptized. And now, uh, you know, I was telling Dan, during this COVID, you know, where we're more limited, we're still getting studies, but we're limited. I, I, I want to count them. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, uh, at least nine, and there may be more. Through those two, uh, through, through those three new Christians, during this COVID thing, I'm doing Zoom studies with nine different non-Christians, you know, through, through those three new Christians, a year and two years old uh, as Christians. And, and again, there, there's, we've got to help our young Christians and, and older Christians to see if they're living their lives as a Christian faithfully, they're light in the world. All they, they need to reach out and make contact, be salt. Salt has to have contact to have effect. And then, Again, if they are not ready right now, uh, you know, invite. And there's plenty here who will help with bringing uh, the gospel uh, to these friends and neighbors and, and uh, co-workers. Well, that, 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 again, that's so good. Uh, you can talk about theory and program or structure or whatever, but then when you can plug in those stories and to say, here's people that were willing to listen, willing to be taught, willing to be taught these fundamental principles and went out and made that contact with their friends. And, and then it's, it's, it's like that contagious that we're doing this contagious thing with the COVID, exactly. but that the contagious thing of, of sharing the uh, leading others to Christ, isn't it? It's very contagious. And then the, um, the these are young Christians, but, but others see that also. And, oh, and yes. they, they want to, they want to reach out. Yeah, it's, that's good. All right. I know, uh, uh, we always end uh, every uh, interview with uh, what we call the one thing. So let's say somebody's listening today and, and they're, they really got excited about some of the things that you said, or just one thing that you said, uh, Carrie. And, uh, uh, but if somebody was really wanting to get involved, what would you say would be one thing that they need to learn or one thing that they need to do to get involved in evangelism? Can I say two things? Yes, you may. <laughs> you can say quick. three. You can say, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, here's the first thing that I would say. Go and 
find experienced men. I heard one of the other men say this, and this is a, this is a key. Go and find men who are doing this now and spend time with them. You know, be, be the Timothy, be the Titus uh, with, with Paul. Uh, go and find men. I mean, you know, you know, Gary Ogden, when, you know, I became a Christian, uh, we went to spring training and, and he took us to, uh, into his home. I would, we invited our teammates, you know, there were four guys baptized that, that first spring training <laughs> because they came to the Bible study. Wow. Gary Ogden, Bill Hall up in, up in Canada. We were playing ball in Buffalo, New York. And Bill Hall would come down from Jordan, Ontario, and he would teach Bible class in our apartment. We had 14 guys in there sometime and wives and from teammates. But I, I saw these men take the Bible and make it understandable for all. So spend time around Alan Williamson in Pittsburgh. My mom and my sister were baptized. Alan took his time and showed him that. Uh, Chuck Bartlett, he, he is excellent at taking some spiritual concept and, and making it simple and laying it on somebody's lap. So they got to do something with it. You know, you got it on your lap. Now you got to do something with it, but yeah. that's the first thing. Spend time around experience. And number two, you want to do this work, do it. Don't, uh, don't wait till you're supported to do it. <laughs> Just go and start teaching, learn and go with other men, co-teach then. And then eventually, lead those studies and and you know what if that's what you want to do and that's you know i told you kenny moore and i talked about this we were coaching and teaching it but we wanted to teach people and we, and we had time and we were doing that but we were limited in, yes. in, because of our coaching and teaching and being able to but dan the the thing the second thing i want to tell them is go and learn and do it and doors will open for you to teach people. And that, that is so good. Yeah, it's yeah. We've been given the the charge or the commission to go, and uh, but we have to be equipped. We have to be prepared. We have to be ready. Really good. Go and, and find somebody to find a Paul or a Timothy or a Barnabas, right? That yeah. that to work with. It's doing this and to learn from them. Don't wait till you're asked. Don't wait till you're supported. Just start doing. Yes. It. Yes. Yeah. And don't just talk about it. Do it. Go. Right. Go do it. All right, listen, another thing that we like to close with, let's say that somebody's listening here and they go, man, I really connected with that guy. And because uh, maybe I used to play baseball, he would understand me. But uh, is there some, is there a contact information that you could share with the audience of how people could reach out to you? Yeah, uh, Carrie Keenan at Verizon.net is the, um, you know, is the email. All right. Well, brother, thank you for this quality time. And uh, this, this has just been so good. Keep up your good work there. Keep encouraging others. And I hope a whole lot of people uh, listen to this interview with you. And uh, just, uh, and, and I appreciate, and, and I've appreciated getting to know you and I look forward to getting to know you even better. But thank you so, again so much for being here with us today. Thank you. And the Lord is good and his word is powerful. Melt my heart and fill my life. Give me one soul today.